Hey, are you here? See, now I like that. You're here and you're tuned in to the Paul Leslie Hour. I like it. You know what else I like? We've got a returning guest, Chef Andy Murray of the Murray Brothers Caddyshack Restaurant. Yeah, they've got two locations, one in Chicago area, one in St. Augustine, Florida. Now, if you'd like to know about the food, your host, Paul E. Leslie, can tell you what he likes. Andy Murray comes from, well, let's just say the Murray household was, was a full house. Yeah, Andy's parents, Edward and Lucille, had nine children. Here we go. Ed, Brian, Nancy, Peggy, Bill, Andy, Laura, John, and Joel. Did you get all that? One more time. Ed, Brian, Nancy, Peggy, Bill, Andy, Laura, John, and Joel. Now, who in our audience is wondering what that dinner table was like? Well, Andy Murray was kind enough to drop in and talk about a few things, including his new cookbook, Eat, Drink, and Be Murray. A Feast of Family Fun and Favorites. Okay, a wonderful pun and a lengthy line of long, laughable literations published by HarperCollins. The book has a foreword by Bill Murray and is getting good reviews. You'd probably like it. You know what we would like? If you subscribe to the Paul Leslie Hour YouTube channel. Uh Uh-huh, doesn't cost you anything and it helps us a bunch so much. A lot. Now, if you want to throw us a little coin, we'd like that too. It's optional, but keep in mind the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by viewers and listeners like you. So, we all ready for Andy Murray? Yeah. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. How you been? Oh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Not bad. That's good. You got through the pandemic all right? Uh, I'm I'm alive and kicking. No, I just got over the COVID. Oh, no. Yeah, I was like, I'd gotten all this way. I've had all the shots and then some. And, uh, I don't know. I had a book signing and <laughs> it was I, about five of us came away with COVID. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well. We, we, we handled it. We, we dealt with it. We're all good. Alive. I got it pretty early on, and I was um, I was in bed for 16 days. So I was very glad when that was over. Well, we went to Ireland last summer. Not just last summer, the summer before last, but uh, and uh, there were 16 of us. It was brothers and nephews and sons and, and a couple of friends and uh, we played nine golf courses in nine days. And then on the last day, we're supposed to play Bally Bunyan and we're in Galway and I get this phone call. Ah, oh, Mr. Murray, yeah, a few of your party, they've tested positive for the COVID. So you'll have to be staying home in your room. And I'm like, oh man. Uh, so I ended up five of us got it there. I didn't get it. Mm. And so the rest of us, you know, got the hell out of there, but the five stayed and they actually had a much better time. And, you know, once, once they, one brother got real, my brother-in-law got real sick and he was in the hospital, but uh, everyone else kind of got over it, but they all waited till he, my brother-in-law was out of the hospital. But in the meantime, they went and continued playing golf. So they had a good time. Well, it's, it's good to talk to you again. We, uh, 
we just jumped right into it, but I want to introduce you properly to all the people out there. Sure. So this is a returning guest. This time we're getting him in in living color. Uh, but Andy Murray, a restaurateur, he is the author of the new cookbook, Eat, Drink, and Be Murray. Thanks so much for coming back on here. It's It's great to talk to you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. An honor. So what got this book going? What was the initial inspiration? Uh, initially, this started, I was actually, I was cooking dinner at my brother Billy's house in, in South Carolina. Uh, I was cooking Thanksgiving dinner. And this very attractive woman came in and, and basically washed me all day in and out. I thought maybe she'd help prep or, you know, wash a dish or something. No, no none of that. Uh, and it ended up being Karen Duffy, you know, Duff on MTV. Uh, and, you know, besides being beautiful, she's pretty smart. But uh, at the end of the meal, she goes, you know, that was the most beautiful turkey I've ever seen. I think you ought to write a cookbook. And I just said, well, you know, I got a lot on my plate right now. And uh, let's talk after the new year. And so she kind of, Followed up on follow up, and I kind of blew it off. And um, about three months later, you know, the pandemic had started four months later, and uh, I had this friend who was dealing with psychics, and she had these zooms with psychics, and they and, and so she was my friend, and I was supporting her, and, and so in a matter of ten days, three different psychics told me I was going to write a cookbook, <laughs> and I went. Oh, really? Uh, and so I called back Karen Duffy. I said, Duff, so you think we can still do this? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, told, I've talked to my agent about this, and he's excited. He wants to talk to you. And, and uh, in short order, he had a deal with HarperCollins for it. Well, congratulations on the cookbook. Was, was there any revelation that you had as a result of writing this book? Um, well, revelations no i just I, I i confirmed that i can't read my own handwriting and i'm a bad <laughs> typist so you know i had a friend of mine that actually she helped me uh do all the typing so that was great so i'm in south carolina at the moment where are you uh i'm in st augustine florida right now okay so so at, at home I was down in St. Augustine. It was the day before my birthday, and I stopped into the Murray Brothers Caddyshack restaurant. And then uh, I went and I was staying at that hotel over there. And I had, I actually, I had just eaten. And the, the, the girl at the front desk, I said, so is there any good places to eat around here? You know, I'm always looking for new places. And she said, the Murray Brothers Caddyshack restaurant. She said her favorite thing was the chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us about how did you end up in St. Augustine? Um, I had moved to California. I was living in the behind Rancho Park Golf Course in L.A., which is right by the Fox Studios. And it, Rancho Park is the busiest golf course in America. And it was basically my backyard. Uh, I just looked over and it was beautiful and uh, and I was thinking to myself, I was just, I'd been in the restaurant business, you know, since I, I was 11 years old. Um, and I'm thinking, why haven't we done a Caddyshack restaurant? The, I, you know, it's a golf theme. It's, it's like a no brainer. 
uh, I called my friend and my partner, business partner, and, and you know, for 35 years we've been friends and business partners, which is kind of strange in itself. But um, he jumped on board right away, and then I called Billy, and Billy was like, he Billy got it right away, and you know, with Billy it was it was everything else was easy. So you you settled in there. You you like St. Augustine? Yeah, I do like St. Augustine. Uh, I don't. It's the summertime is kind of rough for me. I can't oh. deal with the heat that much. Uh, some it's like June first. Somebody flips a switch and it's a hundred degrees. Well, you know, it's in South Carolina. It's the same deal. Um, and so I go up. You know, because we have the restaurant in Chicago, I get to be a snowbird. So I just I, I follow the seasons and. You know, I spend the winters in Florida and then the, and the summers up in uh, Chicago, which is this summer in Chicago is fabulous. Nice. So I'm, I'm curious, would you say that there was a certain food that was the star of your childhood? Besides sandwiches? Uh, you know, my father, my mother made what my father wanted and my father was a meat and potato guy. Um, the roast pork that's in my cookbook is a fabulous dish. That was my father's favorite dish. And, uh, we make that on a regular basis. Uh, you know, my mom, you know, there were, there were nine kids. There was Edward, Brian, Nancy, Peggy, Billy, Laura, Andy, John, Joel. And so we come home at three o'clock from school and, you know, everyone's like, okay, what's to eat? Uh, which it's, I find, Kids are still like that. They're still hungry all the time. <laughs> and uh, she, my mom always had like six, eight loaves of bread and, and said, here, make yourself a sandwich. So, you know, peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce was a big sandwich. It's it's a weird sounding sandwich. A lot of people think it's weird. It's in the cookbook too. But uh, I can make it any day and I'll have a brother or sister slide in next to me and take half of it. <laughs> And there's some beverages as well. I'm hoping you can tell us about the Bloody Bull. The Bloody Bull is a fabulous hangover drink. Um, it's kind of a, there's an urban legend. When I, I worked at Mortimer's in, in New York, which was the basically the corner saloon for the, uh, the high society folks. Uh, it was Jackie Onassis. It was Brooke Astor. It was... Uh, uh, the King of Spain would come in, Princess Margaret, Frank Sinatra. Uh, and uh, now I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> the, uh, Mortimer's. The oh, Bloody the Bloody Bull. Bull. So sure. the Bloody Bull was a, uh, it was a drink we served basically. People had have it in, in, at lunchtime. You never saw them drink it at dinner too much. But on, we used to do a brunch on, on Saturday and Sundays. And one day a guy came in and he came in at 1130 in the morning and he was there till 730 and he had like 27 of them. And I was like, wow. And it's, you know, it's vodka, it's beef broth, it's your, whatever your Bloody Mary mix is, uh, some extra Worcestershire, of course. And, you know, shaken with a lime and it's a fabulous drink. Uh Actually, with that and the chicken hash, which is also in my cookbook, um, it's a great hangover drink. It really is. What would you say your beverage of choice is? Uh, used to be milk. I was a serious milk drinker for a long, long time. 
Um, I don't know. It's coffee in the morning. Uh, there's a, a couple martinis at dinner, vodka, preferably. And uh, I don't know, a lot of water. Good deal. What would you say is the most unusual recipe that is in the Eat, Drink, and Be Murray cookbook? Well, it, the peanut butter mayonnaise and lettuce sandwich is <laughs> definitely the most unusual one. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, there's other ones. My sister Peggy's got a recipe for baked beans in there. And her baked beans are wonderful. And, you know, it's got baked beans. It's, it's got beans. It's got bacon. It's got brown sugar. And you, you, you layer it and you put it in the oven before you go to bed. And when you wake up and you cook it for eight hours. And when you wake up, the whole house just smells fabulous. It's really, that's, that's a, that's one of my favorite things there. There's, there's nothing like that smell of, of beans baking. That's for sure. Oh, no, no. Especially, you know, waking up in bed. Yeah. (laughs) What about any desserts in the cookbook you can tell us about? Well, the key lime pie is something we serve at the restaurants. And I think I'll put our key lime pie against anybody's. Uh, It's what makes it different is we put there's a butter rum sauce that we put in between the custard and the crust, which so the crust doesn't get soggy and it hardens up. So you, you get this piece of hard brown sugar butter thing and it's just, it, it really, it changes the whole thing. Uh, the other thing I really love in that is the, uh, the, the chocolate poto creme, which is basically, a, you know, it's a chocolate mousse, a chocolate pudding, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I learned to make poto cremes from, uh, uh, a pastry chef in New York years ago. And it's still one of my favorite things in the world. Was there somebody that you would say has taught you the most about cooking? Well, there's multiple people, you know, I mean, Fred White was the first guy who ever, you know, he was a man who I worked with and uh, the first job I ever had, which was this corner diner. And, you know, I remember the first day I walked in, he looked at me and said, well, what do you want to eat? And I was like, that's when I fell in love with the restaurant business because you could eat right away. But uh, he taught me a lot of the basics. Then, you know, I Eric Perjot, uh, a French guy in, in, in New York, you know, I, I had gone to, uh, to New York to go to the Culinary Institute. Well, I was looking at the Culinary Institute and Billy was on Saturday Night Live at the time. I, uh, so I went to the, the, one of the Saturday Night Live shows and, and Eric and Kitty Perjot, Kitty was his wife, were doing the catering for Saturday Night Live. Uh, and he said, oh, indeed, you don't have to do that, do this culinary. And so you come work for me, I will teach you everything. That's the best way to learn. And so I did. He had a two-star restaurant out on Shelter Island, which is, you know, out by the Hamptons in summer in the Hamptons. I mean, you know, how bad could that be? You know, and from him, I learned a whole lot. A whole, I fell in love with French cooking because of him. And uh, then he, I, when the summer was over, he closed his restaurant and I went to Demarchelier, which was uh, owned by the fashion photographer, Patrick Demarchelier. And uh, I worked with a guy named uh, Marcel Iatoni there. 
who was French-Italian, so I got a little bit of both. And then I worked, went to Mortimer's, where I worked with Timmy Wagner and, and Stephen Atto, who uh, both are my friends to this day. And, you know, Stephen was a, you know English guy, and he was a taskmaster, but uh, he, he taught me discipline, which I didn't have at that time. One thing about the restaurant industry, having been a veteran myself, you end up meeting really, really interesting people, not just the the people you work with, but customers. And then occasionally you have people like I can remember Earl Clue, the great guitarist coming in. And I was very excited by that. But can you tell us any stories about your time through not just your own restaurant, but all your restaurants, somebody that you met that knocked you out? Oh, yeah. Um, there was a Frank Sinatra was uh, in New York and he was playing Madison Square Garden and Red Buttons was having a dinner party at Mortimer's for him, for a dozen people. And so we were doing rack of lamb, which is our specialty, uh, a beautiful rack of lamb. And uh, so they come up. Sinatra after the show they, they they show up and they sit down and all of a sudden Barbara Sinatra is at, at, at the door of the kitchen and she goes you know my husband and I we don't eat lamb can you make us something else and we said uh, I looked at her and I went what would Dover Soul I've got Dover Soul and she goes oh that would be fabulous so my friend John Marsh uh, was working the fish station that night and I said Johnny make me a couple of Dover soles and make them beautiful. <laughs> and uh, so dinner goes out, dessert goes out. At the end of the meal, all of a sudden, Frank Sinatra's at the door of the kitchen. And he goes, who made that fish? You know, and I'm like, uh-oh, what did we do wrong? And he goes, that was the best piece of fish I've ever had. And he hands John Marsh a $100 bill, and he starts passing out money to everybody else in the kitchen. And it was like, whoa, this is too cool. You know, because, you know, at the time I was 20, what, 27? And uh, so when he left, we all, there was a side door of the restaurant. We all ran out and we all cheered him as he, as he got into his limo and left. That's awesome. What a story. <laughs> Excellent. So, so what do you think about the publicity of, of doing this book? Are you comfortable with the spotlight? I'm getting more comfortable with it. It, it, you know, in the very beginning, I was kind of, I was kind of rough. Uh, I think I've gotten better. I'm not a bad storyteller, so I think that works all right. Uh, you know, there was a there was a time in my life where you put me in front of a camera and I was like a deer in the headlights. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I was watching some of the clips, uh, which, by the way, I want to I want to give a shout out to a man who, who helped me with the research for this interview, uh, Terry Kane, uh, who helped a lot. I know Terry very well. Oh well, I, he was showing me some of these clips uh, of uh, you could have a cooking show. Uh you know, I'd like to. Uh, you know, it, it would. It, it, I got a couple of friends who would like me to do it too. So, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. It could. It could happen. I'm hoping you can tell us about somebody. He was a past guest on this show, and he's no longer with us, but he was such a nice guy. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your brother, Ed Murray? Ed. You know, Ed, Ed passed away two years ago, 
uh, last week. Uh, and it's, it still hurts. It still hurts. Uh, Ed was a sweet, sweet man. And he was a hell of a golfer. He really was. He really, he was the guy who got us into golf. Uh, he was Danny Noonan. Uh, he won the, the, the Evan Scholar, Caddy Scholarship and went to Northwestern with it and became very successful because of it. Uh, he's got three boys that are phenomenal golfers. Uh, and, and, you know, he's got a, you know, his, the, the widow Murray, uh, uh, Lisa, she's just wonderful. They all play golf. Everybody plays golf for my family, but Ed, Ed was the guy who got us going on it. He really did. I miss what him. What's that? I miss him terribly. Uh, he was very nice. I, I remember him saying, uh, uh, he, he, he said, I wish you, I, I wish you had t- told me that you were going to the restaurant. This was a couple years ago. He said, so I could have bought you lunch. I thought, wow, that's such a nice thing to say. What would you say is the best thing about family? My family, the best thing about my family is we're all friends. We're, we're all very tight still. It always, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the dinner table. Uh, you know, five nights a week, we had to be, we at the dinner table, you know, you know, Sunday, Sunday through Thursday, um, we had dinner and we all sat down and, you know, when my mom finished cooking all the movement, bringing it out, we all set the table, uh, got everything ready. And then my dad came in and when mom sat down, he would, you know, carve whatever we were doing eaten and uh, and pass out the plates uh and we learned at the dinner table how to interact with people how to be nice to people how to be funny with people you know my dad was a very funny man with a very dry sense of humor and if you could make him laugh uh you knew you were you had said something pretty funny uh but it was like you know i had friends who used to come over just you know They'd ask to, to come over for dinner just so they could be insulted at the dinner table. It was, it was like, really? You want to, you know, I'm, you know, I was, I spent half the dinner ducking, you know, you know, getting out of the way of one liners. But, uh, you know, the dinner was real big and, and, and I think it, uh, it helped form us. I think my family's successful, uh, a good part because of being at the dinner table and having to learn how to, to to build up with some thick skin, you know, not taking everything so personally. <laughs> I found that you can learn so much by eating with somebody. I come from a big family, nowhere near as big as yours, but you can always tell when somebody comes from a big family because of how fast they eat. Usually <laughs> big well, family. Yeah, well, because it, it, you know, it could disappear off your plate real fast. You know, yes. you're going to eat that. No, boom, it's gone. You know, that's, there was a lot of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I wish more people would sit down and have dinner together. I really do. Well put. Well, everybody out there, the book by Andy Murray, eat, drink and be Murray. You can get it at any bookstore, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Thank you so much for spending time with us. It's been great to visit. Thanks so much. It's good seeing you again. It's, it's been too long. Yes, sir. All right. Well, 
All right. You have a Merry Christmas. You know? <laughs> Thank you. You as well. And a Happy New Year. All right. Take care. Thanks All a lot. Right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. You know, the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by people like you. Listeners, viewers, please go to thepaulleslie.com slash support, and you'll know what to do when you're there. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who contributes. Performance of The Entertainer intro song by John Primerano. And, of course, this is your announcer speaking. See you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.